You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to uh, Daddy vs. Doctor. For those of you that are new to the show, what we do is we get together once a week. We talk out uh, different topics that have to do with pediatrics, behavior, child rearing, what have you. We play games like uh, you know, like this. You know, you, you, uh, what is this? Joke box. <laughs> what is that? Uh, we don't know. Heather Dockweiler, my uh, sister-in-law, is on I Blame Sebastian. I know she's always chiming in, and she's, uh, <laughs> Wait, she's that? just like, that's that's Heather. That's Heather. You know Heather. Heather. Heather, uh, Lana's sister. Oh, hey, Heather. Heather Dockweiler. Wait, Heather, I thought you wanted to ask a question she's about- not, She's not in the other room. Why are you screaming? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heather wanted to ask a question about- um, Swallowing pills, Heather. Why don't you write uh, your question about swallowing pills? So, yeah, we were talking about swallowing. Am pills. I yelling, <laughs> Heather? <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about swallowing yeah. pills. I had no idea. This People was a have, thing. Have, Heather brought this up to me. Yeah. So, kids have problems swallowing pills. Yeah. A lot of adults. Your mother has problems yeah. swallowing pills. I, I've just found that out I, I, yeah, last I month. I go, you know, ma, seventy-seven years old, and she still can't. Uh, Knock down a, p- a couple pills. Did you have, you have problems swallowing pills? Not at all. You know what I? You know I, I? I've taken down so many supplements at once. Yeah. I I, I took down like eight eight supplements. Right. I mean, now you're just bragging. Well, yeah. listen. <laughs> and then I burped and I burped up supplement like, like powder came out of my mouth. This this happened at a restaurant, by the way. Why are you taking supplements at a restaurant? Are you one of those guys that take out the boxes and pull the tabs Tuesday? No, no. Chop it down. I had them in my pocket. I just throw them down like some almonds, just right down the, <laughs> right down the throat. God, what Belched that? up, like sawdust came out. Anyway, you got any techniques for kids? Because like my daughter, that girl, she loves oysters. She'll down oysters like no. You give her something the size of those little Advils. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's unbelievable. So I'm is, like, is there a method? Is there something? Yeah. Well, does anybody going? got any good? Uh, uh, Heather, anybody have any good ways to get kids to swallow? Um, I tell her just like you put it in your mouth and you take a big swig and you just swallow and pretend it's not there. But it's it's mental. And in her mind, she's she just thinks about it and she just can't do it. She spits it out every time. Yeah, so I, I I never heard of it. No one has any problems swallowing pills here. Um, Heather, how do you teach a child to take pills? What's our audience say? Does anybody have any good ways of doing it? Let, let me take some questions here. Um, hey, Sebastian, my mom and sisters have celiac disease. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you had that? Do you know what celiac disease? Why they well, ask you that? Is that is that because you can't eat gluten? Yeah. So I assume that's a, a knock on being Italian and probably eating a lot of bread and pasta. Yeah. Well, I thought I had this uh, and I went and get tested. And there's an allergy question here uh, as well. Yeah. Um, doctor, at what age should you get allergy tests? Can okay. you develop allergies uh, as you age? 
Yeah. So the answer is yes, you can develop allergies at any age. Typically when you're younger, allergies show up more as GI symptoms. So when you hear about babies uh, being allergic to formula because of the milk protein and formula, they usually outgrow that. And then as we introduce foods, you know, food allergies can show up as you know, sometimes they can get hives. Um, sometimes they have GI manifestations of that. So you can get a child tested for allergies at any time. We'll do it sometimes around six months of age if we think um, they have a severe allergy to something or a strong family history of, let's say, anaphylaxis to peanut butter or something like that. We may want to get them tested before we introduce it. Um, and then zero, things like Zyrtec, you know, are approved down to six months of age for for allergies, for environmental allergies. But if it's not bothering the child, we usually do nothing until they're older. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in for the celiac test. I just I had a high sensitivity to, you know, gluten products. I still, uh -huh. I still eat them. Uh, I'll just deal with whatever comes with it. I mean, I'm not going to give up pasta and bread because you get good for a rash on my ass. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm eating it. Uh, they make a lot of gluten free stuff nowadays. Yeah, but it tastes like it's, it tastes like, <laughs> like it, sucks. it sucks. I mean, listen, you know, I, I love these people that say, oh, the gluten free is not that bad. It, it, anything gluten free, I could tell uh -huh. it's gluten free. And if I'm going to have a pizza or a pasta or a bread, right. it's gluten. It's gluten all day. Uh, I'm in Arizona. Is it true if Ale uh, if allergic to bees also allergic to scorpions? Is it true if I don't know? I don't know that that's the case. Have you seen? Have you ever gotten a scorpion bite? We have scorpions here. The Arizona scorpions are really bad. They're big. The scorpions here are tiny, and they're no worse than like a bee sting. And I only know that because we used to live in the Hollywood Hills, mm -hmm. and we used to get them in our in our foyer, like these little yeah. scorpions. And my daughter put her foot in her boot one day, and we just heard her scream, and we knew it. So I called Poison Control, and they said, "No, you treat it like a like a bee sting." Oh, really? Because yeah. we we had one in the in a, in our house, and uh, I was shocked. Yeah. Actually, I was like, it was. This is... they were, they're scary looking no it, it's like, frightening oh. i mean because it, it, it's frightening because the the tail yeah comes like this <laughs> and i feel like that thing's ready to strike at any time just... <laughs> knowing it's not worse than bees i like to put a couple in your bed just see what you oh I, I, bees i cannot stand yeah. hornets uh anything that stings because i uh, i was cutting lawn at nine years old and i ran over a hornet's nest Oof. in the ground right yeah. so i ran they over this thing after you and it was like an army of 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 hornets came out of this. And I was wearing a mask because I was allergic to grass. I still had to cut grass. <laughs> Wait, you were cutting grass and you're allergic to grass? I was allergic to uh, grass, ragweed, and dust growing up. Oh, my up. God. That must have been miserable. Yeah. And in order to earn my keep at the house, uh -huh. I <laughs> start a lawn service uh -huh. at nine. Yeah. And my dad's like, I don't care if you're allergic, get out there. Here's the mask. So I was cutting lawn with a mask. Wait, on. What kind of mask? It was like a medical mask. So the dust wouldn't get in. You know, oh my god. This is similar to what we're probably they're didn't doing date now. Much, with, did you? Um, Bro, I had a job at night. Of course, I was so dating. It's <laughs> like loaded. <laughs> I had a knot when I went to school. I had a knot. I pulled out at lunchtime. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Did I bring a cheese plate to gymnastics? What Daniel is uh, referring to is... Um, what I often do is I bring a little snack mm. for the for the parents. Do you really at soccer? Hey, you um, really brought it for the parents? A snack? Yeah. So so what I've done is I've I, I brought a cheese plate uh -huh. to um to soccer practice. Okay. With wine, boxed wine. Wow. Right to the field Man, you, with plastic. People are gonna like you. Cups. I mean, no, because there is one mom on the soccer team who always brings. Saturday morning, she'll bring like margaritas or something. Everybody loves her. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm not looking to get loved. What I'm looking to do is we're all in this together. We had a fight traffic and you get there, right? And how nice is it to have a little brie yeah. with some Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> at 4.30 on a Tuesday? Uh, so, yeah. I Well, speaking I, of I daddy snack. So what are these? These are crunchy roasted edamame beans. Mm. Do you uh, like edamame? I do. I um, but like, you know, any, anything. And, and again, I'm not. Mm. Mm. Wow. A little spicy. It's got some sriracha. Woo. Yeah, those are good, but they're spicy. I think this should be a lot of kids wouldn't be a little spicy for the kids. Yeah. It's an adult snack. Mm -hmm. Adult snack. You can't throw spice on these snacks and give it to a five-year-old. Right? No. Very few five-year-olds are into any type of flavoring, spiciness, Those what have very you. salty. Um, and these are dry. Mm. Um, what's wrong with going to get some edamame from your local grocery store? Yeah, like real edamame. Popping the beans in a bowl, lightly salt. Yep. And you have it as a little snack. This is the problem I got with snacks. Uh, Heather's chiming in again. Doctor, what's the deal with too much edamame soybeans? Not concerned. People are worried about too much soy causing early puberty, breast development, things like that. Soy you eat, you're digesting. It's different than estrogen in your body. So having soy in your diet, people drink soy milk. Babies are on soy formulas. Um, some people are vegetarian or vegan, do soy as a major source of their protein. I'm absolutely fine with it. So uh, there is a a rumor out there that soy is People are worried that if you have too much soy, yeah. it can cause hormonal issues. Okay. I'm not worried about that. Dr. Cohen is not worried about soy, and he's right. Um, I have a question. Yeah, this, this is a question to the group, and I'm dealing with this in my own home. Snacks. Mm-hmm. Everything's a snack. The meals are, eh, but my my wife wants to go pick up the kids. As soon as they get in the car, a snack. I want a snack. Yet they made a head two snacks at the school already. I'm from the school. We ain't having a snack. You're saving it for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. They get home. They get dinner. They don't like the dinner. So where does this end? I agree. When did it start? What? When? <laughs> When did we go from like 
everywhere we went, we brought food. You, I mean, you go on an airplane, we would have one carry-on bag of just food. I'm like, honey, we're in the airport. We can, there's stores we can buy yeah. stuff. There's stuff on the plane. Well, just in case, what if? She was usually right. What if we're stuck? What if we're delayed? What if the kids don't like what they're, they're, they're yeah. there? We got to have our own. But I agree. I mean, I think we need to focus on the main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We need to focus on being active in between, which limits a lot of the snacking because then you don't have time to do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying no snacks, but you're right. Kids, kids learn very early on. I'm going to skip lunch. An hour later, I'm going to go to the pantry and get goldfish or crackers. Mm -hmm. And his parents were like, well, they didn't eat. At least they're eating something. And they know. And we saw a lot of this with increased weight gain during COVID because we were much more sedentary. We weren't out and, you know, doing the activities we normally do, socializing, being in school. And I know personally, you're sitting around the house. Every time you're hungry, you just walk to the pantry and get it. But now I'm at work all day. I don't have the chance to do that. And this mm -hmm. is what happened with kids since then, being in school, being active. It makes a difference. And it's healthier for the kids. Yeah. Too. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Talk about biggest pet peeve. Mm. When it comes to kids, biggest pet peeve? What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, or is it their parents? Yeah, I, I think I think it's with the parents. You know, some say, oh, he's just a kid. Yeah. You can't be mad at the kid. You mm -hmm. gotta be mad at the parent. Not, I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I look at some kids and go, wow, you're a problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you see that a lot. I, I don't know how you do what you do because you're seeing you're seeing kids all day long mm -hmm. and, and you'll never say this to me. I know you won't, but I'm gonna say it for you. There's gotta be kids that come into your office you're like, oh God, this kid, you know, I gotta deal with this kid. This kid no high, no nothing, you know, gimme this, gimme that. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, there's, there's these kids out there. And if you got one, keep them inside. Cause we don't wanna see them. Uh, it's ridiculous uh, what these parents are doing with these kids. These parents, I've noticed, are kowtowing to every every demand. Parenting people is a 24-7 job seven days a week. You can't let up, right? You got to be consistently on them, right? Yeah. And if you're not, they start to stray. Right. The next thing you know, you're calling the police at midnight going, where is here, here, my here's my new it, it's a, a transient pet peeve and i love hearing kids talk i want to hear everything they have to say mm -hmm. but recently a couple times during sick visits kids come in specifically for fever cough cold vomiting 
And the child will be like two and a half or three. And I'll walk in and say, what's going on? And the parent will turn to the child and say, Johnny, why don't you tell the doctor? The kid's like two and a half. Oh yeah, I love this. The history from the two and a half year old is not gonna be the history that I want. And I love your child and yeah. I'm happy to hear. But the point of this visit is to get you in and out as quick as possible and like heal things and fix things. I want the parent is the one should give the history at that age. Yeah, I'm not. Does that even, sound horrible to say? No, I, I feel bad saying it, but it, it's, it, yeah, it it's comes the same, up. It's the same thing when we're at a restaurant and they and, and they're gonna go order the food and they turn to the kid and go, "What do you want to eat?" And the kid could barely say, "He's got four words." <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. And then we got to sit there and then they, I've done that as a waiter. I've waited on tables where there's a family yeah. and then they they go to the two year old and what do you want? He went, I don't know. <laughs> and then I gotta go, what? What do you want? And tell him again. And I'm like, oh God, I'm buried. I got nine tables. I'm in the weeds because the two-year-old is uh, he can't speak. Uh, Judith, Judith uh, Rubio. At what age should you teach your kids about restaurant etiquette? Here, tipping. Use proper utensils. Love the podcast. Greetings from Canada. Great question, Judith. And I got to tell you, I told Lana. You know, she's like, let's take the kids out to dinner. I said, well. My kids are not restaurant ready at a lot of restaurants, right? Right. There's certain restaurants where we could go, they could sit, maybe. And your kids are very well behaved. Well, thanks. But, you know, sometimes at the restaurant, it gets a little hairy because, you know, Caruso bouncing off the walls. He doesn't, you know, like he's he's done coloring and now he wants to sit on a lap or he wants to go over there. Just a lot of like moving parts. I got it. Um, But I'm I'm deep. My kids know about tipping. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. I, what I've done with them is first, and, and I'm not bragging here. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. No, it's it's excellent. Go to the grocery store, I've been right? Taking notes. We go to the grocery store. We just went to the grocery store over the weekend. I've taught my kids to pay mm. for the groceries, okay. not out of their own money, but I give them the money, mm-hmm. and I said we got to wait for the total, right? And this is a, this is a great way to teach math, right? Bill was whatever, $98. I said, here's $100. You give them $100, and then how much do we expect back? Right. You know, And I try, and $100 and 98 is a little hard to do for a four-year-old, but like I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just going through the motions. Well, my son's caught on, and he goes, when we get the change back, you take the coins. I'll take the, the paper. Smart, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you may be the only one going to the grocery store and paying with cash. Though. Well, that, I think that, it's the issue. To, to whip out a knot at the grocery <laughs> right. store. With the celery band. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the grocery store today. I paid in cash, right? And uh, the bill was, uh, what was it? 140 I paid $200. And she, she goes, <sighs> She asked Caruso, how much change did I give you? (laughs) Well, change now. People get like, you give cash to people now, it's like kryptonite, right? Right. They don't even know what to do with it. And coins, forget about it. Oh, forget it. Coins, you might as well just throw them in the trash. Nobody has coins in their pocket. I I, I, I was talking about coins. I was taught, my dad said, keep some loose change. Uh Right? (laughs) (laughs) Keep some loose change. Just to... You could make exact money just in case they don't have the money, right? There's like, and I still, I got like, I got some change in my pocket every once in a while. But the woman's like, ooh, man, you got anything smaller? What the fuck? Did did they give you a bank in the beginning? She's like, I'm going to have to give you all tens. I'm like, all right, whatever, give me all tens. But anyway, teaching your kids to pay, tip, what have you, teaching them 
to that nothing is free in life. Yeah. There has to be there's an exchange happening right. for us to get the food you have today. And then what I do is I get on one one knee. This isn't this isn't <laughs> I get on one knee in the parking lot before we get in the car. And I go, you know when daddy gets on a plane and leaves for four days and he says he's gonna miss you and what have you. I'm going away so we could eat. Right? So they put the two together. I don't know if it's, it's working. It, we'll we'll, no, we'll it's see. Very, it's but very impressive. It's a lesson. It's every, also secondhand. Every, it becomes secondhand nature. Secondhand doing nature. It. And the math yeah. is really good. Yeah, I was doing when my daughter was a little older. You know, the, I would want. I had wanted to calculate the tip. You know, at yeah. restaurants and things like that. Like, how do we do that? Yeah. What you get? I think that's like great. That. I think that's yeah. great. Anytime you could do it, uh, I think that's great. Our identical twin boys just turned one. I'm just wondering if you have any ideas for some ethical tests I could start doing on my boys for science, LOL. Ethical, of course. What does that mean? I don't know. What what kind of ethical tests do you want to do on your child? What, what, I don't even know what that what is. What are we testing? Well, do you know what that is? No, I mean, she's just testing one versus the other. Like, like uh, you know, who, who would steal the cookie from the cookie jar? Those type of tests? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, didn't okay. know. I don't know. I didn't know those existed. What do you recommend for kids with restless leg syndrome? I don't know that I've ever seen somebody truly with restless leg syndrome. Well, what is that? that? Is that just where the legs just tap? Where you move, all, you know, yeah, you you hear, see commercials for it. It's where you, uh, you move around your legs constantly moving at night. Um, I mean, there is a true condition. I don't think it's very common. I've never seen it in a child. You have to fit certain criteria. Um, you would see a neurologist for it and, and discuss it, but I, I don't I don't have any experience with it. Uh, so 20 years of practice, Dr. Cohen hasn't seen yeah, it. it. So mean, you know what that means? Don't exist. No, it exists. Uh, uh, Sebastian, have you ever done a show for firefighters, police, and EMs? Uh, EMS. Like EM, EMS. <laughs> seems like no one yeah. does shows for public safety, uh, only military. I have actually. I have done uh, a police show in Chicago. Uh, this was about maybe seven, eight years ago. I did a, a show for the police, and I don't know if I've done for firefighters, but it's not something that you know You're I'm against. opposed to doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love I love uh, police, firefighter, pro uh, pro uh, military as well. My father was in the army for two years. Yeah, um, was a sharpshooter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he had said, you know, I'm, I was a sharpshooter in the army. I go. Well, you didn't go to war and he goes yeah i know but like i you know in, in the in the practice mm -hmm. apparently he uh he got sharpshooter wow. status never picked anybody off just a couple of cans mm. uh <laughs> talking about problems with memory i'm like you sebastian and maybe dr cohen could give us uh, advice to improve cognition and memory now i want to ask you i know you're a pediatrician yeah. but this kind of goes into another realm of it all um I feel as I grow older, mm -hmm. it's harder to recall stuff. For mm -hmm. example, and I don't know if you guys are dealing with this uh, as well. Those of you who are 40, 50, 60, someone goes, okay, uh, just call this phone number, 847-681-4242. Uh, mm -hmm. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> slow down. Let me, let me take this in threes, right? Mm -hmm. When I was 21, I used to phone number. No problem. I used to memorize right. the phone number, right? Right, right? Now it's like, I, I if people are uh, I say could you spell that I have a trouble following them 
as they spell out whatever it is they're spelling out over yeah. the phone. Am I coming down with a severe disease? <laughs> Early Alzheimer's. Or is this 49? No. This, this is, is this the problem I'm having, people. How I'm feeling right now. Right. Is it 49? Yeah. Or is it a problem? No, I don't think it's a problem. I think... You're 49. I think you're, I, you're I doing, like, uh, and you're 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 probably doing better than most. I get out of bed. I feel like I, I wake my wife up with the sounds that are coming out of my knees. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> your your bicep, <laughs> everything and everything's hurts. falling on you. Um, but I, no, I think with our memory, I find myself playing more games with it. Like I'm really for the for the medical knowledge that I have and that I can retain. I'm I can't remember people's names. Yeah. So then I, I find like when somebody introduces themselves. Well, usually I have my wife like where am I I'm like, oh, who's that? But then also I find myself playing like that's Jim. All right. Jim was a guy I went to high school with. Like I have to make a whole thing in my story. The story is longer than if I just remember Jim. But yeah. that's how I remember it. Yeah. I ain't doing any of that. <laughs> You're just like, forget it. Uh, any it's advice old. on child still wetting the bed at seven years old? John, ah, John Jay. There Actually, you go. I went to John Jay Elementary School back in uh, Mount Prospect, Illinois. Um <laughs> Serafina still wetting the bed. Yep. At six. Yep. Can you please explain to our listening audience? John Jay. Uh-huh. Not why you've been telling me not to be concerned. Yeah. Go ahead. So in general, nighttime wedding in a child that's potty trained during the day, we do not worry about. If you're trained during the day, the nighttime is a brain bladder connection. So it's really hard to train somebody at nighttime. Before six years of age, we make no interventions because it's actually considered normal. You could limit fluid. You could have them pee before bed. You could wake them up. You could do all these things. And under the age of six, if they're still wetting, they're probably still going to wet. So there's no reason to try things that aren't really going to help you. After six, you can try those things. We talk about behavioral modification. The easiest ones are uh, going to the bathroom before bed and limiting fluid after dinner. And you could try to wake them up in the middle of the night. Honestly, they're not better than a 50-50 shot. So you can try them if you want and it may get you there faster. In general, 100% of the time, a child who's dry during the day will eventually become dry at night. It's just when everything connects. There is, it's also, John Jay, a very big genetic component. So you can blame either yourself or your significant other, whoever was a, a longtime bedwetter, it usually came from that side. Um, but in, in all seriousness, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of timing. Okay. Yeah. Don't and there is like when kids get older, we talked about like kids go to sleepaway camp, kids go to sleepovers and they become self-conscious. There is medication they can take, but that medication is literally just a bandaid for that night. And as soon as you stop it, if you're going to wet, you're still going to wet. So we find other ways to do it. And if they need the medicine, we can do that as well. All right. Uh, Sebastian Doc, my son at the age of five is still in bed from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. Is it fair to expect a five-year-old to be in bed for 11, I, I see That's, no problem I mean, you're that. so lucky. God, I'd I, never be upset about too much sleep. Unbelievable. 10-plus hours would be fabulous. Yeah, I, no, no concern yeah, there. Yeah, that's um, great. Hey, guys, this is from uh, Giancarlo Olvera. Uh, we have one 18-month-old, and I'm thinking about being one, one and, and done. done. I'm 41. She's 36. Any benefit for our daughter to have siblings, or is she okay with friends, cousins? Can I chime in here? Yeah, please. Listen, bro. Get another one. All right. Just, <laughs> just, get it. just get another one. I have seen an amazing bond between Serafina and Caruso. They're mm -hmm. so close in age, right? They're two years apart. 
my sister and I were five years apart, and you know, we're we're close, but I didn't have that growing up. And what I find is, with a lot of single, and, I, and you can speak to this, single. Uh, uh, sorry, if you have a single kid in the house, right? That kid tends to be alone, mm-hmm. no one to play with, no one to get up in the morning with, have breakfast with. It's just, I think you're doing a disservice to your uh, kid if you don't have a sibling for them to love and share. That's just my opinion, John Carlo. Whip it out tonight and get that going. <laughs> What, what do we have here? Um, this is yeah, right the up game. Alley. Box of jokes. Fun time fun. Fun time fun. <laughs> fun time fun. Uh, eight classic fun time jokes. All right. So this is like, uh, and, and, and here's a question for you, and I don't even know if you know the answer. A lot of the jokes at this age that my kids are at, right. three, four, five, six, are all about farting, yeah. pooping. Fart, poop, those are funny words. And, and most adults would laugh at it too. Um, when did you know you were funny? I knew I was funny when, uh, at a young age. Uh, I just I just always like making my family laugh. Not necessarily other people outside the family, but uh-huh. the family. So I knew at a young age that I had an ability to make people laugh. But uh, not until I'd say I don't know. Not, well, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, is that even? Is that supposed to go on the bottom? Ah, uh-huh. uh, take it out. Or just go on the top. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it matters. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's a top thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the game don't even work. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Whoopie Toot. cheap <laughs> this is um fuck this uh, i can't i can't get this thing going what's that i don't know it's spring loaded i i didn't know what it was gonna do if it was gonna pop at you or like grab my finger okay so the the, the, the problem with spring the spring loaded already, finger the problem with the games already nothing works oh here and uh, and, and you got to read the instructions i don't read instructions i open the box exactly okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's dangerous. Hey, no, it's, it's dangerous. Spring loaded. It's supposed to spring loaded. Fly off your finger like yeah. that, and take your eye. Fly out. off your finger. Yeah. There it is. That's why. And look at how it's like a bloody finger. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be like, oh, oh, I got my finger caught in the door, and then that happens. Oh, okay. mm. Well, yeah. it almost took my eye out. This yep. is for six oh, and above. Disgusting. Fake vomit. Fake vomit. So, who would buy this for their child? The you floaty got, eyeball. You guys into this? Uh, your parents at, at home. Oh, the, uh, the you're some doggy do. Carissa would like that. Bad dog. Uh, bad doggy. True. Bad doggy. Um. So yeah, these these would I think resonate with my kids. Uh, I think you know what? With all the toys these kids have nowadays, with all the um, what is that? Uh, yeah, it's just to like vibrate, but yeah, it doesn't have these are vibrates. <laughs> these, these are, are like medieval comedy devices. <laughs> yeah, this is like vaudevillian. You know, the simple things I think are are the are the best games. Yeah, um, I mean, 
Yeah. What, what was everybody's favorite toy growing up? Like, what did you play growing up? I mean, Candyland was a big one. Monopoly, Life. You remember the game of Life? I played Battleship. Really? Remember that game? We had the boats. I, I remember. The pegs yeah. In. You saw my yeah. I had Life. Life I liked because there's a part of it where you get married, and then you got to sort of say who your crush was. That's how we played yeah, Life. But, yeah, but th th this is six and over. You're yeah. talking. 10, Monopoly. Did you ever 12. play Monopoly? Yeah. The problem with Monopoly is it never ends. Yeah. Like there's no ending to it. Clue. Clue was a big game. But uh, Clue and Battleship Twister. 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 You didn't have that game. You didn't play that with your family? I could see you and your parents playing Yeah, Twister. my Italian father buying yeah. a Twister game was fucking my back. perverted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even even like card games. I was never a big game guy getting back to the games. Yeah. Board games, Lana's family, they love it. Holidays, oh, let's whip out like uh, that, 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 and then they got to go around and like, do you know how to play? Do you know how to play? And then, oh, no, I don't. How do you play? And then you're like, I don't listen. You know, I just like, let's play it and I'll figure it out based on how everybody one, one else is doing. round and move yeah. on. That's it. When do you start allowance? Or do you only give your kids money for chores? Uh, this is coming from DT, Daniel Thomas. Mm -hmm. So I started at a young age. Uh, Serafina was three years old, and I said, make your bed. And it's been consistent. She's six now. Every yeah. morning, bed made. They clean their dishes. They take their dishes from the table to the dish, to the sink. Do they wash them every time? No, that's not been implemented as a chore. Mm -hmm. But... The allowance for them is here's two dollars mm -hmm. at the end of the week and i said you could do anything you want with the money uh, i recommend you, you you spend one mm -hmm. and you save one oh, or good. give one away to someone or you save it and then we go to the candy store if they want to spend their dollar and they see how much candy they could get for a dollar mm -hmm. and i tell them you want more candy yeah you gotta work Double as hard as you did last week. To so do you stick candy. to it? Like if it's a buck fifty, they only have a buck. You pitch an extra fifty cents, or are you, are you good with no, it? No. So they weigh the candy. Yeah. It's a dollar eighty-seven. I said we got to take some away. We don't have enough, enough money for that. You're good. So they're trying. I'm trying to instill You're in better them. parent than me. <laughs> no, because you started early, and I think that's really important. Starting early with age-appropriate choice, because as you get old, you know, the younger you are, you you can always find something just. You know, pick up your clothes and put them next to the washer and dryer. Put your dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. You know, then you can move on to harder things, taking the trash out, stuff like that. But I think doing it early and having that repetition, then there's an expectation when all of a sudden you're like, you know, they're 15, you're like, do it. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it can't be foreign to them right. as they grow older, you know, at 15 or 16. If they go cut the lawn, cut the lawn. We right. got a guy cutting the lawn right now, you know. <laughs> I cut the lawn growing up, and yeah, I'm living in a different, um, uh, an economic bracket than I was growing up. But I'm nervous because you know a lot of these things. You know, we have a guy that comes and cuts the lawn. Now, do I get rid of that guy and say Caruso, get out there right. and start running lines on on the grass? <laughs> yeah, you, you could you could do that. Um, it, you know, or cut the cut the tree. You know, I, bro. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was I was I was 12, 13 years old hedging the ficus in the yard, trimming, 
hedge. I was I was doing all this wow. stuff, and I felt like by doing that gave me the tools that I needed moving forward to know that hey, you got to work. But what's your take on video game time? We didn't so I, yeah, go. I grew up with uh, Pong. Uh huh. All right. Moved to Atari. Yeah. Atari 2600, I remember it. I, I don't even think it was a 2600 model. No? It, it, this was the an original Atari. Okay. Which what, was it 2600? I thought it was the black. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. thought the 2600 was like an upgrade well, it, in the graphics. All right. Uh, I could be wrong. After that, we didn't have Nintendo. We didn't have Intellivision. We didn't have Sega, any of that stuff. Yeah. Now, what's your take on video games when should a kid play them? Is there an age? Where are we at? I mean, you, you want to hold off as long as possible. I mean, we say with screen time in general, we've talked about, you know, after the age of two and limiting to an hour a day, which also seems like an awful lot because they should be doing other things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've talked about as parents giving a little more leeway on the weekends. Um, I think the problem with video games nowadays is there's a lot of interconnectivity, which can be good if you know who you're playing with. Mm -hmm. So playing with family or friends, even that are not directly in your house, but being careful because a lot of people play like Roblox and Minecraft and those games, anybody can ask to be your friend. So my daughter had like 50 friends on Roblox. You have 50 friends? So we went down the names. She didn't know any of them. She was just, everybody was, she was just accepting them. That's really scary. That's when I was up all night taking a deep, deep dive in Roblox and trying to figure out the settings. And the problem with those games is the security settings are set up. You can't disable them because then you can't play with anybody. And they're only playing to play with their friends. Mm -hmm. So that's the scary part. So understanding like proper etiquette playing these video games. And I think... You know, it should be homework, activity, and then the extra is the video games. That has to be the last thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little frightened by the video games. Um, we've limited uh, whatever screen time to the weekends here. Yeah. They get to watch TV on Saturday and Sunday, whether it be a movie or or, or what have you. But during the week, there's none of that. I, I think, and I give credit to my wife, Lana, Arts and crafts is huge at the house. They're mm -hmm. constantly doing glue and silly putty or what's that, the slime mm -hmm. and, and making stuff. So I think if you keep the kids off the screen time, it's just I, I see a kid on a screen and they look like they're so warped out. You know, right. an adult on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I know. Even an adult. Even like these even these adults. I'm sorry if anybody out there is a, is a gamer and they have their own chair. Uh I always, I always, I always thought like, like if you're a male in uh -huh. your fifties and you have a gaming chair and you have a headset, that would be reason for divorce. <laughs> I mean, and you lose everything. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think you're right with the both TV screen time and video games. The biggest problem I see is kids' behaviors around it. Once they get used to it and they get it, when they don't get it, they're the kids on the floor like flipping out, yeah, screaming, yeah. and it's really hard to bring it back. Yeah. Um, Shea Bay, I remember the TV shutting off. I also remember how the knob used yeah. to fall off the TV. Yeah, that was a We had four stations, days. four, five, seven, nine, and 20 if the bunny ears could make it. That's all we had growing up. Yeah, no, we, uh, I remember when Fox first came out and Living Color was on Fox uh, and we we're like, oh my God, Fox, because we didn't have, 
We didn't have cable either. We didn't have uh, HBO or any of that. Sebastian, Dr. Cohen, what was your favorite TV car- cartoons? Mm. F- Fred Flintstone. The Flintstones. Okay. Uh-huh. Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. He-Man. Okay. And is there a fourth one? No. Well, yeah. What do you I watched got? a lot of He-Man. remember watching a lot of Smurfs. Nah. Half of them bothered me, but I, I watched it. Gummy Bears, I mentioned Saturday morning. Gummy Bears. Uh, yeah. That was a, that's that was those, about those, the extent those, of those it. The, yeah, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah. Scooby Doo. I yeah. wasn't that that big in the Scooby Doo. And GI Joe. I like GI Joe. GI Joe didn't didn't watch any of that. GI we got uh, Daniel Thomas. Another. Uh, what new cooking school skills would you like to learn? New. Wouldn't mind learning how to cook with that um, that gastronomy. Doing the. Oh, uh, yeah? That dried ice, smoke, whatever they do with it. I wouldn't mind uh, fiddling around with that. Um, <laughs> Make a barbecue potato chip out of air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like, oh, my God, what is that? Uh, Thomas Wingrove, when I was a child, I was diagnosed with epilepsy. was on meds at some point. Stopped the meds. Now 34. Haven't had a seizure in probably 20 years. Is it possible to grow out of epilepsy? Yeah. It's possible to grow out of seizure disorders. And often kids are on medication and they'll say if like you're two years seizure free, they'll start trying to wean you off. So there are different types of seizure disorders and it is possible that I grow them. Wow. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Um, good feathers with three Italian pigeons. What does that mean? No, no clue. Mm. Is that a cartoon? I don't know. Super Friends in the Justice League. I do remember that. Aquaman, um, Superman. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Thundercats. Whoa. Captain Caveman, Hanna-Barbera. Jetsons. I, I, Think about the Jetsons. We're doing all that stuff now. Yeah. Talking on our watch. Yeah. I have a question. And yeah. um, this is something that's been kind of bothering Lana and I when it comes to child rearing. Okay. Serafina, heavily into piano, loves pianos. Don't have to ask her to practice. She just does it on her own. She's doing this little theater, this little plays. She was just in The Wizard of Oz, played the witch, absolutely killed it. She's also in gymnastics, and she's not gravitating towards it as she is the other things. Lana, selfishly, wants to keep her in gymnastics because Lana was a gymnast, right. and she feels that kids need some, some sport in their mm-hmm. life. You as a doctor, do you uh, advise to force kids to do things that they're not liking? Uh, what's your take on? That's a good question. I think early on you try a lot of different things, things that they may think that they're not interested because the only way you know is try. I think we've talked about this. I think if you commit to something, you finish it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you force it if they absolutely hate it. I mean, we went through the same thing. Both my girls were in ballet for years. My wife was a ballet dancer. I know she was hoping one of the two girls would be a ballet dancer. They both, after several years, hated it and didn't want to do it. One turned to soccer and the other ones into music and theater and like that. And now it's funny because now the the music theater, my music theater daughter, Lexi, who's 13, is now getting a little bit back into dance. And she's a beautiful dancer. And I was like, ah, if she had just done it for the last 10 years, she would be amazing. But I just think it's hard to force them in something they absolutely dislike when there's so many other things that they could try that maybe they would like. Yeah, so we're wrestling with that at the house. And, and Lana's a little bit more lenient when they go, she go pick up Serafina right now, right? Mm-hmm. She's got, 
she's got gymnastics after school. Yeah. So when I take Serafina and I pick her up for school and we're going to gymnastics, there seems to be no problem. We're going to gymnastics. Right. She goes, I'm tired. I said, I don't care if you're tired. We're going. And we forget about it. Right. With Lana, I think just because she's a little bit more lenient and a little bit more easily persuaded mm -hmm. that she's like, I don't know. She was tired. And I, I said, I don't know. It seems like she's not tired when I go take her. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm doing anything different. I just feel like sometimes a father well kids and, know who they can play yeah i feel like i've i've established that daddy dominance dominant <laughs> dominance dominance sebastian dominance so yeah this is uh this has been great I, yeah it, this is great and send more questions yeah. about your kids health we can get into everything pop Tipping, culture pop culture whatever it is we love doing these lives it's the da uh, daddy versus doctor podcast this is Dr. Scott Cohen. It's uh, our family's pediatrician uh, right here in Los Angeles. And we get together once a week and we talk about uh, all things parenting, all things kids, all things tipping. Thank you for joining us. And Thank we you, will see you next week. Bye. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.